On today's episode of the Aggie Wagon Podcast, it is tournament time. We've been waiting all year for the WAC tournament, and it is finally here, and the Aggies are the number one seed. If you're planning on betting the tournament in WAC Vegas, I highly encourage you listen in, because I'm going to tell you exactly how this tournament is going to play out. Stick around if you want to listen in, if you want to pick a few solid winners. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the Aggie Wagon Podcast a place for New Mexico State men's basketball skeptics, fanatics, doubters, and really anyone who likes basketball. I'm your host, Stephen Wagner. Let's shoot the breeze. What's going on, folks? We're back in studio recording this on a Monday because we're dropping this podcast on a Tuesday because I know that you want to know everything you can about who is going to beat who in Whack Vegas. And for those of you who have been betting on the winners that I've been picking on this podcast all season, I'll be touching down in Vegas Wednesday if you want to give me a big ol' hug. But taking a look at the bracket, I find this new format pretty interesting. So this year is the first year of the new format where only the 10 top teams in the WAC are admitted. And this year, Dixie State and Tarleton State were, were ineligible because they're still transitioning from Division Two to Division One. So really, 10 out of the 11 out of the 11 eligible teams made the tournament this year. Lamar is the odd man out. The 7 through 10 teams are going to play a pair of play-in games to advance to play the 5 and 6 seeds. And New Mexico State gets a bye to the semifinal round Friday since they earned the number one overall seed in the tournament. But I don't feel like beating around the bush. I want to tell you how the WAC is won. So let's take a look at this. Okay, so here's the seeding for the men's basketball tournament. New Mexico State 1, Seattle 2, SFA 3, Grand Canyon 4, Sam Houston 5, Abilene Christian 6, Utah Valley 7, California Baptist 8, UTRGV 9, Chicago State 10. Now, UTRGV and California Baptist, the 9 and the 8 respectively, are going to play each other in the first game of the entire tournament. That's going to be Tuesday, March 8 at 6 p.m. And then Utah Valley and Chicago State are going to play right after that. Utah Valley is the 7, Chicago State is the 10. The games on March 8 are going to be in Michelob Ultra Arena. And then the rest of the games, the 9th through the 12th, are going to be at the Orleans Arena. But here's what I've got going down. Okay, so Sam Houston and Abilene Christian, the 5 and the 6, they get a bye to the first round, basically meaning like they don't have to play in the play-in games. And then Grand Canyon and Stephen F. Austin, the four and the three, they get a bye to the second round. And then New Mexico State and Seattle, the one and the two, they get a bye to the semifinal round. And then finally, the championship game is going to be Saturday, March 12th at 7 p.m. at the Orleans Arena. And of course, the winner is going to get the automatic bid to the WAC tournament. So right now, the only games that are set in stone that we absolutely know are going to happen are UTRGV and California Baptist and then Utah Valley and Chicago State. Everything else is going to depend on who beats who. Uh, Sam Houston's going to play the winner of UTRGV and Cal Baptist, and then Abilene Christian's going to play the winner of Utah Valley and Chicago State. Then SFA plays the winner of that game. Seattle plays the winner of that game. And then the winner of the other side of the bracket uh, will play the winner of that game. Now, I'm going to come out and say New Mexico State is my pick to win the tournament. But... Since we are going to be in Vegas, I would be a little bit cautious to bet on them because I'm not 100% certain that they are a lock. They are my pick to win the tournament, but I'm not 100% certain that they are a lock just because 
they've proven this year that they are beatable. And that's, you know, quite frankly, um, something that we really haven't seen from a ton of Chris Jans's New Mexico State teams uh, before last year. But this year, four conference losses, um, you take out the COVID season. That's the most losses in a conference season that Chris Jans has had since he's been here. And yeah, they won the whack, um, but they did kind of stumble down the stretch a little bit. Um, they did recover against Utah Valley, and I think that that is worth something. And I also think having a week off until Friday, um, yeah, there's concerns about rust, but I think more than anything, that really gives this team an opportunity to, you know, kind of calm down, find themselves, and really get healthy uh, as much as anything else. Um, Christian said in his Monday morning press conference that uh, they're hoping to get Donnie Tillman back uh, if he's available. Other than that, he believes they should be good to go. They should have a full roster available. So that's certainly something that the Aggies are going to look forward to. But let's start at the back of the bracket and work our way forward. So first game of the tournament is going to be UTRGV and California Baptist. I've got California Baptist winning that one easily. Yeah, it does concern me a little bit that Cal Baptist is kind of overly reliant on the three-pointer. Um, and it really can just be as simple as if their shots aren't falling, they're going to lose. Um, but UTRGV lacks the size. They lack the skill. Um, I think UTRGV has a really, really hard time beating anyone in this tournament besides Chicago State. So I've got Cal Baptist advancing to the first round to play against Sam Houston. From that point on, really the entire tournament, honestly, now that I'm looking at this, I think it's pretty fair to bet on the higher seed, except for one game that I'm going to get to in a little bit. But I like Sam Houston to beat Cal Baptist in the first round. Then the winner of that game is going to advance to play Grand Canyon. I think Grand Canyon probably wins that game in the second round. The winner of that game is going to advance to play New Mexico State in the semifinals. I think New Mexico State definitely handles Grand Canyon a third time around. Uh, I see them winning that game probably 75 to 68, somewhere around there. I just think Chris Jance has had Bryce True's number, um, you know, any season that hasn't been a COVID season. Um, you know, Teddy Allen and Jabari Rice, uh, they've, when, whenever they're on, this New Mexico State team, you know, really looks like they're not going to lose to anyone in the WAC. Um, and you look at their losses this year, uh, whenever they've lost, um, Either Jabari or Teddy Allen has not been on. And uh, New Mexico State's a team that has really played its best whenever the pressure's been turned up this season. And so I've got New Mexico State advancing to the championship Saturday at 7 p.m. on that side of the bracket. Now we're going to flip over to the other side real quick. I like Utah Valley to beat Chicago State in the opening round game two, uh, Tuesday, March 8 at 8.30 p.m. Again, uh, I think Chicago State really has the same problem that UTRGV has. Um, they've clearly made a lot of improvements. Um, you know, they beat New Mexico State this season, which obviously to them, I mean, that that really is their Super Bowl. Um, and that's definitely a signature win for the program. But I'm just not sure if they have the talent uh, to beat a team like Utah Valley, who has, who I can only assume was the WAC Player of the Year runner-up in Fardal's AMAC. And from there, uh, you know, same thing over here. For quite a few of these games, I'm going to say that the higher seed is probably going to win. I think uh, I think Utah Valley advances to play Abilene Christian. I think Abilene Christian just you know really swarms Utah Valley. Uh, I think that havoc style of defense really gives the Wolverines some fits. 
and I don't think Utah Valley is going to be able to score enough, and I don't think Amac's going to be is going to be able to do enough by himself um, to handle Abilene Christian. So I've got Abilene Christian advancing to the second round to play Stephen F. Austin. Got Stephen F. Austin winning there. Um, this one, I think there's really just too much size and skill. I really do think it's that simple as SFA has too much size. They have too much skill. They're too physical. Um, they're, they really are kind of like a version of Abilene Christian, except like better at everything. Um, and I think SFA wins that game. I do think Abilene Christian has a shot, so I wouldn't be shocked if there's an upset there. Just because that Havoc aggressive style of play, I think, gives ACU a chance in really any game that they play. But I do think Sam, I do think Stephen F. Austin should be the winner of that game. And I've got SFA advancing to play Seattle. Now, here's where I'm going to pick the only, I guess you could call it true upset of the tournament. Um, SFA's the lower seed. SFA's the three seed. Seattle's the two seed. I'm not 100% certain if I trust Seattle just because of how overly reliant they are on their guards. Um, yeah, uh, Darian Trammell and Cameron Tyson and Riley Grigsby are all fantastic. Um, but we've seen this season, um, you know, especially if especially if one or two of those guys struggle, um, the entire team just looks really, really bad. You know, we saw Cameron Tyson really struggle mightily in both of his games against New Mexico State. Um, Darian Trammell, you know, I think he dropped 25 plus in both of those games, but it still wasn't enough. And Seattle lost by double digits both times. Um, and so I think they're a little bit too overly dependent on guard play. And I think SFA has a real opportunity to out physical them in the low post because they've certainly got the far more physical post player in Gavin Kinsmill. Um, I really think that I'm going to have to lean towards Stephen F. Austin over Seattle. I do not trust Seattle's guards, um, especially if they're not making shots. They just struggle way too much as a team if their guards aren't on. So I am going to pick SFA to beat Seattle and advance to the championship game against New Mexico State. And from there, I've got the Aggies beating SFA 68 to 62. And that's how the whack is going to be won. So now I want to welcome on Jabari Rice. You already know who he is. Jabari, how's it going, man? Pretty good, man. Just getting ready for practice. All right. Yeah. So first off, uh, you know, biggest question, obviously, um, how are you feeling about uh, Whack Vegas? You know, you guys are the number one overall seed uh, for the first time uh, since 2019 after not getting it last year. Um, or excuse me, I should say 2020 uh, after not getting it last year. Um, you know, you're you're going back into the conference tournament. How do you feel? Uh, shoot, it feels pretty good. It feels uh, back to normal a little bit, but going into the whack one seed, but I don't think we're going in as spirit as we used to be. So it's kind of like uh, we got to go in, prepare for every day. Yeah, so you guys aren't going to play until Friday. You're almost going to have an entire week off. Um, whenever, and, and especially being in a position like this where you're not sure who your opponent could be, you could you could be facing anyone. Um, how do you mentally approach this week of preparation um, when you have no idea who you could be playing? So you just got to treat everybody the same. You just got to act like everybody is able to beat us, which they are. We lost four games. So we just got to treat every team the same and come out there and play every team like they're the biggest team. So this season, uh, you've talked a little bit 
about how, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, you'd rather be uh, the hunter than the hunted. But um, here you guys are once again, uh, you're back in first place in the whack and, uh, you know, you are the hunted once again. Uh, do you feel at all like you're trying to fend anything off or protect your title um, in the whack tournament this year? Or do you feel like you still have that same aggressive killer mindset? Uh, I feel like we still have the same aggressive killer mindset, just trying to because, like I said, we could be beat on any night as we've shown, kind of. So we just gotta keep going and 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 play hard and treat every team like they're number one. All right. So just you know, looking at the two red shirt seniors on this team, uh, Johnny and Clayton. Um, we got a chance to talk to them a little bit after the Utah Valley game, and they talked about. Um, or I, I asked them about, you know, if they felt like, you know, coming back for this final season, um, was the correct decision for them because they both talked about how, you know, they, part of the reason that they came back was, you know, they wanted to reclaim that WAC championship. They wanted to get back into the NCAA tournament, um, as, as a team and, you know, as one of their teammates, um, do you feel any added pressure at all? You know, this idea that, you know, you kind of want to do it for the guy next to you. You, you know, you want to do it for Johnny. You want to do it for Clayton. Do you feel any, anything like that at all? Uh, yeah, man. I just, I feel like, uh, I owe it to him and we all owe it to him because they work so hard for us. So got to try to get them that win and ultimately for the whole team I think the whole team has the same goals they do I guess another question that I have for you here um I'm not sure if you've seen these yet uh since we're actually recording this on a Monday instead of a Wednesday like we usually do uh but uh Teddy Allen uh was named the WAC player of the year first team all WAC 2 um is that was that a surprise to you at all I know that you know, especially Coach Jans doesn't like to look too much into the future and doesn't like to put too much weight on, you know, postseason superlatives. But Teddy winning WAC Player of the Year, is that a surprise to you at all? Nah, he deserved it. He earned it. And we both put in the same amount of work. And, and I just knew that he was going to win it regardless. And there's no player better than him in the league. Uh, I feel like when we're both on the floor and we're both armed and, there's nobody that can stop us. Yeah, obviously, you know, going off that a little bit, um, you know, Fardos Amac from Utah Valley and uh, Savion Flag from Sam Houston, they, they've both clearly demonstrated themselves to be really, really talented players. Um, you know, what do you think that says about Teddy and his talent and his ability that he was named WAC Player of the Year over these guys? Yeah, I just feel like you give the Player of the Year to the – the best player on the best team so I guess that's what you call it he's the best player on our team and he gives he saves us and he gives us I guess we just ride behind him and so I guess it doesn't it's not as they're not as valuable as he is to our team but they are good players and I've got to ask you uh I'm not sure have you seen uh have you seen the all-conference list yet yeah so uh, you obviously were named second team all whack. Um, you know, just your thoughts. How's it feel to how's it feel to be an all conference player once again? Uh, you know, th this certainly isn't your first time around. Yeah, um, it feels all right, but I have bigger goals. I've been there before, so I appreciate the whack for whatever awards they're giving me. But I'm I'm trying to get bigger goals than that.
And uh, what do you feel? What do you feel like those bigger goals are? You know, talk a little bit about those bigger goals that you've got. Uh, the obvious: winning the game in a tournament, winning the WAC championship, and just creating uh, some type of legendary status here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, back in 2019, you know, that was the that was the last time that you guys won the WAC tournament. Um, you know, it, do you? Tell me a little bit about that feeling of being named a conference champion and what do you think it would mean to you to be able to be named, you know, conference tournament champions again and be able to get back to the NCAAs? Yeah, that would mean a lot, man. And I feel like we we searching a little bit more once we get there to the NCAA tournament, trying to get a win there too. It's been a while. I don't really know exactly how long, but I I know it's been a long, long time since someone has got a dub at the tournament here, so. We're just trying to uh, make that happen, and, and just not for us, but for the town of Las Cruces. And uh, last question that I've got for you here: um, You guys sputtered a little bit down the stretch, uh, lost two, uh, lost two conference games, um, which is something that you know it it seems like almost never happens, um, especially since Chris Jans has been here. Uh, obviously, first home loss. Uh, against a whack opponent under Chris Jans, but you know you guys bounced back against Utah Valley. Um, Jan said this morning that he was really pleased with uh, the defensive performance that you guys had in that game. How important was that game against Utah Valley just to be able to kind of you know hit like a mental reset and try to recapture a little bit of that momentum that you guys had after you beat Grand Canyon and uh, in Seattle. Uh, that was, it felt good to get back in the win column and, uh, it just, it just gave us a little bit momentum going into the tournament and, and gave us a, a good break. We don't get to play till Friday. So those things all came into play and, and it kind of helped us. So we'll be really west rested going into the tournament. All right, man. You got any party plans in Vegas? Nah, man. I'm just trying to win the tournament and get to March Madness. <laughs> Thanks a bunch, Jabari. Been fantastic. Best of luck to you guys on Friday. Of course. Thank you. Now, I am going to sneak a quick way out Wagner prediction in here, even though I already mentioned this a little bit earlier. But I do think NMSU is going to end up playing Grand Canyon in the semis, and I see them winning that 75-68, to and I see them beating SFA in the championship round 68-62. to But that's all the free betting advice I'll give this week. I'll be back with more if the Yankees make it to March Madness. Folks, that's it for Season 1, Episode 17 of the Aggie Wagon Podcast. Again, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. As always, be sure to leave a like if you enjoyed the podcast. You can follow the Las Cruces Sun News' NMSU basketball coverage on our website. And you can follow me on Twitter at StephenWag22. That's Stephen with PH. So until next time, I'll bid you folks farewell and happy trails. Under that shining doesn't